0: is yes, you know oh i say
1: Welcome to the fight oh for fuck's sake, I'll do that again. Don't worry, I'm not gonna stop. Welcome to the fighting cock. No, fuck what the fuck What are you doing, doing, man?
0: What are you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm so listen. Fucking <laughs> oh, <laughs> hell. I I, I I am I am rattled it's, you again. A it's
0: it's cause you've got a backlog of podcasts that you're trying to get out of your system. <laughs> yeah, you know
1: it. Listen, uh this isn't the fighting cock podcast. There can only be one fighting cock. Uh, this is Filthy Shambles, season three, episode twenty-five. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> Dan, bear with me, mate. My immune system is probably on par with Tottenham's ill discipline. All right, it's all over the place. Um, so yeah, I'm not I've not been well again. I missed I actually missed the fighting cock Christmas do, which which was uh which sounded really great. Um Bardy getting smashed at cricket. So um gutted i wasn't there to laugh at him um and i, I missed my, another christmas deal on saturday how's your how's your festive
0: period going is it better than mine um yeah i'd, I'd say so at the moment i'm making um the commitments that i've got to, that i've got to, that i've got to make so that's all good um but it's all but no it's, it's, it's all calm mate just um i
1: sounded ominous
0: well no 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 because no, you said that you 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 weren't making you was barely oh, your indeed. socials left right and center wasn't it like oh know, my just, word this is, just, gonna, this is this is this is going to be
1: a tricky podcast for you I'm just so saying much. I'm
0: just repping the side. That's all it mm. is but um mm. no so just it's just one of them mate isn't it seeing family where I can um just before it all goes mental on the 25th and 26th and then uh, calms you're still down working then a little then? bit I'm working this week until Thursday and then and that's just a mad one because then I'm not back until the, the new year, and there's people working during that period that I need to sort of kind of right. set stuff up for. It's just one of them. You know I mean, it gets a bit messy, yeah. but it's all good. When I'm off, I'm off. I don't care, so <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, that I mean, that's the that's the beauty
1: of some jobs. You know, you can you can actually choose to switch off, or rather, you can choose to stay logged in if if, if it's that type of job. I know a lot mm. of people that log in over Christmas, and mate, you're not a hero for doing that. Baby Jesus wants you to take the time off. Have loads of cake, booze, <laughs> gravy over your turkey. Just, just take it easy. No one, no one else is logging in. Don't be a hero. I've got two more days left, um, and then I'm off until January. So I'm, I, I, I need the reboot. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I just, I am obviously exhausted, but I'm not tired. <laughs> this is such a bad segue. I'm not tired of Angela. Are you tired of Angela? Of course you're not. Talk to me about not Forest away because it was not a game that was pretty. It wasn't easy on the eye. Forest played this kind of hybrid version of football. It was quite physical. I mean, look, teams are allowed to be physical, right? But it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't great. And they were allowed to get away with a lot by the refs. We'll talk about that later because I think refs seem to ignore a lot of what happens to Tottenham. And uh, yet yeah, the tin foil hat is back um but what did you what did you make of the game generally and then we can get into some of the details
0: um sloppy but at the same time a decent away win right like i think we we, we showed just enough to us to be able to prove we were the better team and it ended up being a somewhat comfortable win when you sort of look back across the 90 minutes to mm. be honest Um, even when going down to 10 men, I didn't feel as though we were overwhelmed or anything like that. I thought the the, Mm. the two nil each time we scored, I felt like it killed them because they felt like it felt like they was building momentum and then we'd score. And then that would just kill the game completely for them. Um, And it's, it's just, I think that what we've kind of seen at the moment is a combination of suspensions and injuries that are going to prohibit us from sort of achieving what we probably could actually do this season. But it's just that it's just a case where we're probably gonna to have to bear with it for this first season under range, and then you know you get a couple win a couple more windows in the bag, especially a summer window, which is much more important for building your squad for that season right um you know having players that you trust in every position and all that sort of stuff and then when we go again, you know in twenty four twenty five we'll probably have a lot more of those people in place that. He probably feels as though we'll be more consistent through the season and will be more realistic, can be more realistic in terms of what we can achieve. Because right now it's a bit of an unknown. We're, like, we're sort of relying on um, a bit of luck and performance. People performing well who aren't getting regular game time, having to come in, which is obviously part of your squad. You know, you you need that if players are coming in, they've got to play well. But um, it's just all a little bit in and out with some players at the moment, which is so it's a little bit disruptive. But. Um, I was I was happy with the performance overall. Obviously, disappointed with elements of it. I thought the referee was absolutely shocking. To be honest with you, um, we'll come
1: back to that, Dan, because I think it's it's a worthwhile conversation to have. Yeah. because of not not to talk about VAR, but to talk about uh, talk about the inconsistencies with certain fouls. And there's a particular foul I, I want to talk about the the kind of studs up Basuma one sure. um, that uh, has happened across the Premier League a few times this season. Let's just talk about it now, actually, because. You know, there's this argument to be had where you just use common sense. Yes, your studs shouldn't be up there. Yes, there's a difference between being clumsy and and uh, being, being Roy Keane, right? Okay, or, or, or Romero, I think that's probably more apt. Mm. There's a difference between those two things, but there's also something to be had around the weight that you're putting into what you're doing. If you are clumsy, but you're going in uh, at a 1,000 miles per hour, you deserve a red card because that, that's you in, not in control of, 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 of what what it is that you're trying to do. You're trying to take the ball. You probably thought, I'm not going to get it, but I'm going to go in anyway. And you've got your studs up. You're an idiot, and you, you could endanger someone's career, right? Mm. But, but to me, as much as I agree, it's a red, and he's got to go because... because uh, well, actually, no, it's a red because... Others have got red cards for the for a similar foul, so he's got to go for that reason. But at the same yeah. time, you could argue the other shouldn't have gone. Therefore, I felt that it was a weak red card. And then you kind of look at all the examples they've been posted on 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 uh, on Twitter uh, by by several people actually. There's a list of very 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 similar fouls. In fact, you could say they're all identical. They're all in the same category. And it's like no card, no card, yellow card, no card, Romero red, no card, no, and so on. It's like why? Why is that happening? I mean, why is that happening? Why? What, what can we do? What can the referees do to actually decide? I mean, how to, is is it down to interpretation? Because if we if we got rid of VAR, everything's down to interpretation. So we're mm. back to where we were, and we're going to be complaining about wanting technology to come back in. So well, without Soviet, VAR, you've got he doesn't three minutes give, it, to it, solve it.
0: Well, without VAR, he doesn't give the red card. Similar as like he he thinks the players because I think that. Oh, but, but, but I think everything you said was spot on, mate. In the sense that it is a red card because we've seen that we've seen them given consistently, yeah, yeah, and we've seen yeah. them gi- and we've seen them not given, which makes it frustrating. That's that's where the, the frustration comes in there, right? That it's just that there's they're consistent at being inconsistent with these types of decisions. Um, he's we well, can see what he's tried to do. Ultimately, he's tried to make up for a mistake, which is that's where I think a little bit of the frustration from us comes from. Like you've seen a few, I've seen a few people be probably over the top in terms of their criticism of him and I think that that mainly comes from the fact that we're now without him for four games right well four games in the Premier League but let's be honest it's most of Jan because he's going to be away for AFCON now anyway as well so it just feels like they probably feel like he's let us down for the rest of December when we desperately need him we've got players out injured and we need people just to have a bit of a sensible head but Listen, he's tried to he's tried to go in for the ball. You can see he's tried to play the ball, but the ball's in the air. He's then missed the ball. He's making up for a mistake, so he's being rash and he's being desperate. And he's caught the player. I think it's a red card. I don't think it's a red card. I don't think what you have to. I don't think. And don't be wrong. I'm I'm saying that on the basis of just that. That's what I think red cards are now in the modern game. Right. Um, what I didn't agree with was we was when Gary Neville afterwards was saying. Those types of challenges now are they they were outlawed years ago, those types of challenges. He's trying to for me there, he's trying to make out that he's gone in like Roy Keane on Haaland and he's gone fully in studs into the side of his knee with all his weight behind it. That's what Roy Keane did. Bisuma didn't do that. Bisuma's tried to take mm. the ball in his stride. He's missed he's been he's missed the ball by a Rizzler and taken the guy and clipped the guy's knee. And let's be honest. That Yates was doing everything he could to get the ref to give cards to our players and all sorts. How did he not the get carded though? No, well, well, he was at it all game, and the ref. And this is one of my biggest things from that game: is that the referee, like, I mean, let's, let's just call it for what it was. He was just like he was deciding with them. He was, he was, but he was going with the home team, wasn't he, on almost every decision. And when he would give cards for certain players, typically in a Tottenham shirt, he wouldn't do the same for. Forest players because they're a forest player. It was just, it was all a bit of a mess. He had an absolute mare, and as soon as he was then going to the screen, I'll be honest. As soon as I saw it, I knew he was going to end up being a red card. When I saw yeah, the slow, there was no way they weren't going yeah. to send him to the screen. But as yeah. soon as they're going to that screen and they've got the VAR people in their ear recommending that, it's just, it's just what the what are you supposed to do when you when you when you're a ref and they've said we recommend you go to the screen to assess a possible rec like. What was it, endangering the opponent height? I don't know Mm -hmm. what the terminology is they Mm -hmm. use, but they use terminology that plants seeds. When you plant seeds, it's very then hard to not unsee what you're already thinking you're going to see. So if they'd have then sat there and probably said what they're supposed to, in my opinion, which is, would you mind just going to the screen and taking a look at this? Don't say anything else. And then just let him make it, and don't show him a still image of him clipping his knees. It's all the thing. slow downs as well. Like show Dan. him, show him in real time. Show him in real time. Let him see that. Show him that once or twice. Show him the slow mo twice. That's all he gets. You can't just keep making them watch a slow mo again and again and again because that's in the game, and you're not refere and that's not how a game should be refereed. Like. It's, it's not on. rugby and it's not American football. Yeah. It's a fast sport. You've got to make decisions because you've got to keep the game flowing. If you're stopping yeah. it too much for that, it's going to be too much. I mean, yeah. we had this conversation once already about introducing it for corners and throw-ins and whatever the fuck else they're going to use it for. That yeah, is going to be a disaster if they try to do that. Yeah, based on like, what it's, we're it's seeing, it's the struggles right now. So yeah.
1: It's completely unnecessary. And Everything you said is spot on. And you, what, what The extra layer is that... <clears throat> I mean, it's fair to say this. It's just that kind of British culture, this kind of, like, they're fearful. It's their mates up in that room, right? And they don't want to, they want to, it's almost like everyone's protecting each other. Everyone's, everyone's on eggshells, walking on eggshells. It's just, it just seems like we're not, we haven't got capable people. Uh, there's, there's set rules like there's the rules of the game and then there's rules supposedly of how VAR is implemented in the game and that's where there's the uh, there's a mass disconnect because of the individuals and the way that, that everyone treats each other and like you said it's very it's very apologetic you know the ref should go to the screen have a look at it and, and actually say no I don't, I don't think this is a red guys can you play can you play it just play it again but not in slow motion no, no, no. There wasn't enough weight behind it. It's a bit clumsy. I'll have a word with him. Common sense—you don't need sending players off disrupts and destroys the flow of the game. Yeah, but we've heard enough, the way it... they
0: speak to each other, Spook, as well. Like it's not—we've never heard a referee sit there and say, "Well, what am I? What am I watching here?" Because I don't understand what's wrong. Do you get what I mean? Like they've never it, said anything yeah. like that. It's always the way they talk to each other is so robotic, and it's so hundred like, percent. They're just—it's constantly a case of. They ask question after question. Like no one actually says something and makes a statement or, an, or gives an exactly, instruction or an opinion. Because it's, just, it's just asking cowards. each other questions. And it's just, you need someone, the referee is, needs to be that someone who's not asking questions. They're telling them what they're seeing and then they're, make, they're making the decision. The VAR shouldn't be, but, but someone said something yesterday. I think it was, um, I think it was actually Ian Wright on Match of the Day 2 basically just saying that they're just having to justify their position by getting involved. Because if they never get involved, and there's no point in having them, and then it's a waste of money and resource, right? But he—he is he, the. Th- I can't believe we're talking about this, but fuck it.
1: Here's he's the, the thing. The way they talk, first of all, that was a good point because it's like they're pushing something through a flowchart to get to the to get to the conclusion of it, right? They or flow yeah flowchart we we'll go flowchart. It's like they're pushing what they're meant to say to get the, to the decision. It isn't humor. It's not referees offering support, not offering a decision or not trying to influence the decision, but giving them, giving the ref the evidence they need to make it. So the referee feels empowered and in control of the game. Right. And if there's a decision that he misses or there's a decision that he needs clarification on, then he goes to VAR or VAR, give him a nudge that's that. That's basically it. That's probably what they think they're doing, but it isn't. It, it's kind of like, it's kind of like showing them a hundred different angles of JFK getting hit in the back of the head, you know, and then saying that it came from the
0: other direction, which well, it didn't come. Yeah, yeah, so I'm saying I even fucked up. No, I just I just, I no, I just, I just think it's it I, the, I just think it's a mess. I just think it's all a mess, and we're just gonna. The problem is, is me and you are sat here talking about it, which which is where the is, is ultimately like you know what, what it's, Doing to the game, which we all hate, is that we're talking about that far more than the football a lot of the time. Um, yeah. I mean, on, on the Basuma one, I can't help but feel like he was very foolish in what he did. It was just rash, and he's react He's lost the ball, and so he's reacting to try and get it back quickly. But he's being desperate at the same time. Yeah. And out of that desperation, he's now he's now been suspended for six games this season in a yeah. Spurs shirt. That that's not that cannot happen anymore, and I th- I genuinely think that that is already enough for him to be. Well, well, losing thought. trust. W- the pr- no, no, but I think I generally think that's already enough for someone like Ange to probably lose trust with him when he's got everyone yeah. fit to be able to keep him in the starting lineup. We're well, come back I, to this, think, mate. Because uh... yep, yeah, fine, fine. No, no, I'm yeah.
1: just saying because that that. <laughs> We're going to do a hero, hero and villains piece, probably in the Patreon part. All right, sweet. And yep. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I know who you're going to nominate as a villain. Um, just on VAR, just, just to end it, uh, I, I was going to mumble a joke about uh, JFK and the magic bullet, and it does feel like sometimes they're, they're, they're literally trying to disprove something that doesn't exist, and sometimes they're trying to prove something that does to the point where the, it's, it, it, look, it, it, the whole thing's a mess. The whole thing, the technology is there. It's not implemented correctly. And I'm bored. I'm bored. My brain's shutting off from it. I want to go back to something that you said before we go back to the Forest game and pick out some of the other moments. Just in terms of this season, in terms of we just have to deal with what we're dealing with right now, Okay, with the injuries and suspensions, the kind of up and down season. I think the reason why we're all okay with it is because there's no... You know, Ange Postecoglou is not a win now manager. Every every manager has to win now in order to to have momentum to fuel towards something bigger and better. But you 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 can you can kind of step back from it and 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 embrace a bit of context and say, well, look, there's this and this that's happened, and that's what obviously caused us to lose a few games. But you can see what we're trying to do. You can see what Postecoglou is trying to do. The players are reacting to it, and that's why it's okay. We lost three on the trot, and and nobody was going, this is fucking not good enough. You can have my season ticket back, and chucking your iPhones onto the pitch. None of that played out, because it's not Conte, it's not Mourinho, who have been brought in and given the fans this distorted expectation that we're going to win something immediately, or we're going to hit the ground running immediately because of the, the alleged pedigree of these two guys. They do have pedigree, but obviously it isn't fitting for, for a club like Tottenham, unfortunately. Not that we don't have pedigree. We just don't have the foundations for those types of managers. So it's a good thing for us because I think it means that we can enjoy the football a little bit more and we can, we can rediscover a bit of that faith and hope that really binds football together. Like The, the fundamentals of football are enjoy it and believe in something and not just wait for that end product in some form of transactional, uh, whatever you want to call it. I mean, that's that's a distortion. It's not about the end product. I mean, it is, but it's about how you get there. Because if you don't enjoy getting there, then it's a load of bollocks, much like people crying today about Mourinho. Or Mourinho's been crying about Tottenham, um, uh, about how we've never won a trophy ever, supposedly. Oh, okay, Jose. And uh, he got sacked before the cup final, you would have got sacked long before the cup final if it wasn't for the pandemic. And and yeah. think, fuck, we didn't win it with you, uh, because it, you would forever bang on about it was you that won us a cup when no one else could. Um, it doesn't, it's a league cup, anyway. I'm going all over the place. Forest. what else stood out for you?
0: Um, yeah, Dayan, Kudoski, yeah. once <laughs> again, ahead. go through it, man. What he, he's just um he's he's coming on strides strides this season now Like he's really hitting you know hitting his uh he's really hitting top gear now i think um he's he's just showing us i think different elements of his of his game week in week out at the moment and i was and i was crit- i was a bit I don't think I was being out of order of anything I was saying at the start of the season. I think he was just someone who I was somewhat critical of because we'd seen him come in and he basically hit the ground running straight away under Conte. Then he had a pretty off season last year, to be honest. I just thought he was pretty lacklustre and flattered to deceive in a lot of the things he did. And I thought he was a bit like that at the start of the season. But then every kind of team... Has that player who a manager picks over and over again and never substitutes, and you can't quite work out why sometimes, but they're obviously doing something that that manager wants them to do. And that was what then. And, and Deke wasn't getting dropped at all this season, like he wasn't getting substituted, he was constantly being let, left on by Ange. And to be honest, sometimes he had to because we went we, we would go down to like 10 men in games and he'd end up being the, the number nine up front, like because we, we had no one else to play up there, yeah, and he was just running his socks off. Um, but. Just like he did against Luton, for instance, but he's just showing us different elements now. Like he's he's being a sort of frequent enough goal scorer for a wide player or a number ten slash wide player, right? Like an, an attacking player that isn't a striker. He's, I think, his hold up play is amazing. He's he's starting to beat people again with confidence, mm. and he he's his eye for a pass. I mean, that cross for Richarlison was absolute peach. And I'm glad that we've kind of got someone else who's starting to deliver like that's, that has that in their locker because without Perisic, Richardson wasn't going to score any goals, I sort of feared, to be honest with you, because he seemed to be the only provider for goals for Richarlison. But now the fact that we've got people like Johnson, like, to be fair to Johnson, like Kulisevski, who can start delivering these balls into the box and Son as well. Like we've got providers in the team all of a sudden it looks like. So... It's just good that we're starting to see people like him step up when we, let's be honest, need them to. If we've got people, other key players like Madison and Van der Ven who are dropping out of the team due to long-term injuries um, and also people like Bissouma due to suspension and a doggy, I, you, you've got others that are now starting to step up. Um, so I thought he was really good and I thought for um had an okay game, but the most importantly, he scored another goal, and that's just all you mm. want from a number nine. If they're not having a good game or the best of games, but they're scoring goals, you can't ask for anything else. I mean, number nine, he he, he fancies number ten. Obviously,
1: Madison's back in January. Um, what's what's he ceiling? Does he ever ceiling? I mean, can he can this guy grow into a player? I'm not going to compare him to Gareth
0: talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, can, can he grow into uh, like Gareth Bale levels of? of destruction. You know, like there's been certain players that are just, uh, have been unplayable in, 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 in the Premier League. They're I mean, just, you can well, look Gareth at, Bale was a beast, wasn't he? He
0: was yeah, beastly. Yeah. Like he was just so powerful. He just couldn't you at, do anything to stop him.
1: You can look at Kane. You can look at Son uh, mm-hmm. uh, to a degree. Uh, Salah, uh, Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, you know, Ronaldo, you can go back to, 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 players like that. Are we, are we, are we talking about Kulusevsky, potentially being on that same level at some point in, in terms of just because he does have this, I don't give a fuck type of attitude, like this kind of healthy, Not he's not arrogant, but he's just incredibly uh confident in his abilities, but it still feels like it's just little cameos. It's been like a long cameo this season, to be fair, he's grafted and worked extremely hard, I mean grafted and worked hard is the same thing, Spooky woke up, but he, he's he's been on it all season, he's done a lot of the dirty work. He's done a lot of the, the the carrying. Obviously, he's topping the the chart, the statistical charts, in terms of in terms of all that. Uh, but obviously, you want a bit of gloss on top of it. Mm. And so, what is he sealing? I mean, how 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 far can he take us? How far can he go?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the most impressive thing for me about him is his maturity. I think he comes across as like old older for his years in terms of when you hear him speak and the, like the way he talks about what we need to be doing as a team and the way he speaks about the manager is great to hear. And you forget about the fact he's only like 23 years old at this moment, right? Like, which is crazy. Um, you'd think he's years beyond that. Um, and at the moment, and you talk about what his ceiling is, like, can he go to those sort of Gareth Bale levels and those other players that you mentioned? I mean, the potential is absolutely there. We've seen some of the things that he's capable of doing in a Spurs shirt and he's, he properly wows you at time and right, times, mm. right? And gets you off your seat. He's got, he's got the lot you know, potential wise. And at the moment it is just potential, but I think to be able to answer that, like and realize that it's going to take, you know, it's years to be able to realize that, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. He's got to be able to, he's got to be able to sustain that. I think that's the key for him. If yeah. he can sustain this now, between now and the end of the season, he, he, he's probably going to be a contender for player of the season for us. Oof. Because like, I think he, he's had a lot of disruption at his time at Spurs, whether it be for injury or lack of form or whatever it might be. Whereas at the moment he's got a manager who truly believes in him. He's got a great team and a way of playing around him that kind of fits him perfectly, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think he can certainly go on to reach those levels. I don't see why not when you consider um, what he's already doing and, you know, how much time he's got left in the game. Um, yeah, I think he can absolutely reach those sort of levels um, and just, you know, hopefully, it's, it's it's he's still in a Spurs shirt when he's doing it. <laughs> so a, a
1: while a while back, a, a while back, bloody hell. Um, <clears throat> it's bad enough I can barely talk when I'm sober. Uh, when I say sober in in, in the sense that I'm not
0: dosed on pharmaceuticals. Um, <laughs> in the words of Kendall, you need a uh, you just need a straightener. Just yeah, a straightener.
1: definitely. I, actually, do you know what? A, a rum a straight rum would probably do. It, that kills the poison, right? Poison killing poison. I'm gonna look into that. Sure, so, why not? Um my little story was I was in, I was in any excuse to drink, mate, it's, it's Christmas, isn't it? So I was in Beaver Town a while back and uh, having a drink post-game, and I saw this geezer run in doing this immaculate, immaculate impersonation of the pigeon, the the, the Rich Arlison celebration, and went over to a group of guys, and I'm like, fucking you know, that was that was bri- it's fucking Dan, it's you <laughs> so first of all I wish people could have seen it because it was immaculate um and secondly is Richie back mate is and are we going to see more of you doing the pigeon in beaver town
0: yeah I have a brazil shirt on as well And it was so funny because i wore it that day because he, because that was after like he was he opened up about his struggles that he was having off the pitch and stuff like that and I, I thought he was getting unnecessary stick from our from our fans just because i think people were i think people had him as this 60 million pound player that we all mm. know he isn't and that's just what always happens in football now, isn't it? People aren't necessarily just because they're bought for a certain amount of money. Doesn't mean that they should be as good as that? Because they're not the ones that negotiate the price tag. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. But that's 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 a different conversation. Is 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 he back? I mean, he's. Um, I think he. I think we. If, when you think of when you, what you got to remember about Richardson is he, he's never scored more than thirteen goals in the Premier League. He's probably on course to be able to do that this season. You would say he could certainly beat that. He could, and he, and he could just as easily not do that at the same time. Yeah, he's you know he's he's. I think he. I think I would argue he's been playing really well even when he's not been scoring for us over the last few games. Like when we started seeing Son play through the middle more and Richardson play off the left, I thought he was putting good performances, and I actually thought. It weirdly sort of suited him more because he, he he's more involved and he can link play fairly well and he can then still pop him with a goal when the you know when when the opportunity arises, um, and you know and I was the I was the idiot who was saying on here probably on my last time that Son's not suited to playing off the left anymore. I mean, <laughs> the last two games he's been brilliant yeah, off the been left, right. Great. And because that's always been his best position for Spurs, I mean, I'm not disputing that. It's just the fact that he's—I thought he'd evolved into more of a natural kind of finisher, number nine now. Um, but he's shown he's still got plenty, to, well, more than plenty to offer in that role. I mean, he absolutely destroyed Trippier against Newcastle. Oh my um, God!
1: Yeah, I mean, he hasn't like been that paid was, well for a while. Like Trippier, that was like but... that was
0: a stop this now. Somebody stop yeah. this moment, right? Like, but yeah, Richardson, I think he's had for the first time now he's had what he's needed what he's just not been able to do yet which is just back-to-back goals and back-to-back games right like it's doing it consistently and like sort of popping up back in two games in a row like it's the first time he's done that he started scoring with his feet now which helps as well it had been all been with his head before that mm. um I think that he's going to be he's still going to be a really important player for us between now and the end of the season there's link there's talks of us getting this Jimenez from Feyenoord, I think it is. Who's a striker? I think who I. I don't know anything about, but there's there's fairly strong rumours about it. But with 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 Son, let's say being more of an option in his prime role off the left, as well as obviously being away for the Asia Cup in January, which we're going to need Richardson. We're going to need him, like because you can't we can't rely on Valise or anyone else to play through the middle, right? Um, if it's not Son, it's going to be Richie. Um, and if we do buy someone else, there's no guarantee those they settle in straight away, right? So mm. I don't, I wouldn't be wishing him away anytime soon. The people, that are, I think the people that were sort of saying get him to Saudi and stuff like that, and I, mean, I was even I, I was open to it before because I just thought he's clearly not going to do anything. Lo and behold, just like Son, he was he was playing with an injury, went and had surgery to correct it, and now looks a completely different player. So yeah, you've just got to, just got to see what what what, what mm. happens. But um, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm confident he can keep this up. It'd be too disruptive to, to sell
1: him, especially in January. I mean, if something does happen, it will happen in the summer if Spurs actually
0: have a more it's suitable got enough, player. We've got enough disruption as it is right now, right, yeah. without selling yeah. players that are scoring goals for us.
1: And he's he's well liked. And and I know people are going to say, well, that doesn't get you wins. That doesn't get you points on the table and all this kind of stuff. The, the the thing is, it's people seem to think it's just like bringing a player that is genuinely worth 60 million quid and it fit in straight away and and to be fair when you are spending 60 million quid on a player they should fit in almost immediately but that's not always the case we know these guys are human beings mm. um and in the case of Richarlison yeah okay he might not have the qualities that we want from a player he might not quite, he might not be at that level that supposedly we want, but we're not at that level as a team. We're trying to get to that level. And Richarlison, of all the strikers we've signed, where we've probably scratched our, our chin and I head and thought, "What the fuck are we doing?" He's not terrible, and Mate, he's not like
0: he's already better than Vincent Janssen and Roberto yeah. Soldado combined. Let's say well, it right.
1: Remember Sodado, it was like, Oh yeah, but he links up play really well and I swear I said that as well once. Well we all said it um, I think. <laughs> but that's because you felt so sorry for the guy because he was just so abysmal. Um and and but it's not that level of well, you know, you know, the, the, the whole Lamella thing, right? Yeah, but he he he, he gets he stuck in hard. Lamella. He works hard <laughs> and he's and it's like well, that's not why we signed Eric Lamella and fair enough, he yeah. was he was a catalyst for a lot of good in pockets, especially against Arsenal, but he's, it's not really why. It's not. It's not what you want the player to become. Whereas with Charlson, look, if Perisic wasn't out for the season, Richarlison would comfortably get past fifteen this season, right? He would score so many with his head; it would be ridiculous.
0: And in fact, I think he could. Still, I think he could still do that. I'm looking at the likes of Johnson and Kudelski and Sutton, who are capable of delivering yeah, 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 good yeah. balls into the box. You yeah. still got Manor Solomon. Well, I don't know if he's going to be the best provider, considering he's someone who seems to want to shoot more often than... Mm. He's, a bit of an, he's bit He's got a bit of Andros Townsend vibes about him, Solomon, mm. which isn't a bad thing. Well, he's capable of scoring good goals, but do you get what I mean? He, he doesn't yeah, seem Yeah, yeah, no, be... for sure. Sometimes but but we've got those got other players who I think can... Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think we've got players, though, that can provide for Richie. It's just... What, 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 there is a degree of patience that's bit, that's needed from the start of the season up to where we are now. It's taken mm. a little bit of time, but all of a sudden mm. we've got people who are in a bit of a rhythm. All of a sudden, lo and behold, fucking yeah. give people a bit of time, and then you get a, yeah, few, yeah, good, yeah. a few results, right? But that's, that's what we do. We want we want stuff now. That's just what we like as fans, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it, it's and you know, as much as I I, I
1: start arguing with myself uh, uh, about how people want everything immediately. Otherwise, it's kind of like you know pitchforks and and and, and flames and the rest of it, um, torches, whatever, whatever the whatever they went after Frankenstein with uh, yeah, Frankenstein's pitchforks and torches,
0: pitchforks yeah. and torches. You got it,
1: mate. Um, so excuse me. Um, so yeah, so like with Richie, um, I think my point was that with Perisic in the squad, you might yeah. even be looking at twenty. Do, do you know, it's like well, yeah, we we're we're,
0: we're
1: we're missing, we're missing, we're missing. Um, we we're missing dimensions that will just aid our 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 struggles a little bit more but obviously if you haven't got the depth because the depth is out for the season or injured or suspended constantly then you know your flow is generally not going to work and there will be some occasions like the forest game where even though we got players missing the flow didn't work anyway I mean, what did you what did you put that down to before we we kind of move on from from forest mm. um what, what what were you think? because i i actually got frustrated not i was i mean this is me again on the sofa feeling sorry for myself being sick and i just go for fuck's sake tottenham mm. hold on to the ball a little bit more cleanly play mm. it look up play it you know just we know we can do this but but we're just giving the ball back all the time like mm. just one of those one of those evenings
0: yeah uh, it's just um under the away game at night, nighttime game under the lights, it just sort of makes strange things happen at, at times, right? Like, I've you know, it's us dominating Real Madrid and Inter Milan at home in the Champions League. These things aren't everyday things, right? They do, yeah. they can happen on one off occasions. Yeah. Um, I think that we done well in the sense that we weathered a bit of a storm, um, realised that ultimately our quality probably will prevail in the end, and that's kind of what it was. Um, I think that the key for me was that we 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 showed our quality in the moments that mattered i think the only moment where we probably really missed a, a golden opportunity was when son went one on one with the keeper and hit it straight at him like that was the yeah. probably only other chance that we squandered whereas i thought I, I thought that for um for the most part we done what we needed to do when it mattered most and not just going forward in our own box as well i thought Ficario made some ridiculous saves towards the end of the game um, had a couple of wobbly moments himself, like flapped it a couple of times, but more than made up for it. And um, I thought Ben Davis was absolutely outstanding, again, um, for someone who's basically playing out of position. Um, we're not, I'm not talking Mickey Van Der Ven levels, but for someone who's having to, you know, you've, we've asked him to step up to the plate here because we basically need him to because we've got no fucking choice. And I think he's exceeded expectations, wouldn't you say?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean basically <sighs> Sorry mate, I got completely distracted there. Um I think I might have started a pile on, 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 on Twitter. Um and <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I, I need to I need to <laughs> I need to get into WhatsApp soon and just uh, uh, just say that I was just uh, Oh god play fighting. I mean fucking hell. I do apologize. It's 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 see this is this is it when 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 you partake in social media, um you know people that other people don't know, and you have a bit of a poke, but other people take it a bit too seriously. Um Right. And and then I I yeah, so this makes no sense to people listening and therefore I'm gonna move on. Do you be like Ben Davis boot? <laughs> I fucking love Ben Davis and do you know what? <laughs> we we're, we're we will move on to Everton and the weekend. What an unsung hero. Like just in terms of someone nine who, years. Yeah, but someone who's constantly pulled into that pool of players that has been with us for a long time and therefore is representative of everything that's wrong with Tottenham. Why is Eric Dyer still at the club? Why is Hugo Lloris still at the club? Why blah blah? Why have we ever replaced Ben Davies? Look, it's a good point to be made. We get to January as well and the transfer window. Um, But the thing is, he's been asked to do a job, Dan, and he's doing the job. And he's doing it, because remember when we lost Mickey Van Der Ven, I don't know why I'm laughing. It was terrible. Mickey Van Der Ven and Romero, we mm. thought, what the fuck are we going to do? We're going to play four fullbacks. We're, we're, we're fucked. We're absolutely fucked. We're not winning again until we get proper centre backs back in. But he's been he's been great. I mean, I, he's he's done he's done a more than a good job. And you know, you listen to Costa talk about him, and you think, there you go. That's coaching. That's management. That's man management. Um, is he perfect? No, he's not a centre back. He's he's never going to be perfect. Uh, what, what you know? How, how do you uh, would you give Ben a high five or a
0: hug if you saw him? Oh, both, wouldn't you? Like, I just yeah, you'd think have, to. He, you'd have to. I just think, I think what, what again is his attitude as much as what his ability is. It's the fact that you never hear about him moaning. He's a, he's a consummate professional, right? Like, you never see a story about him in the paper, angling for a move, frustrated with lack of game time. He's probably someone who realises that he's at his ceiling here, right, at a club like Spurs. Like, you probably can't really cut it at a club that's bigger than us. Um, and that's not me trying to sell him short at all. I just think that it's fair to say that when everyone's fit, he doesn't even start for us. So he is second string. But he's he's he's... he's I don't even know if it's harsh to call him a bit of a steady Eddie. I feel like he's almost slightly above, slightly above that in the sense that he is just reliable, right? He's just so reliable like whenever you sort of chuck him into a situation. And I think the problem is, is that he's fully capable of having bad games as much as, well, Christian Romero or yeah. Yeah, yeah, Basuma, right? So when he has a bad game, he that's when the pylon starts with people saying, see, he shouldn't be at our club anymore. And it starts all over again, but you know, everyone, everyone's fully capable of having bad games. And I think it's surprising that he doesn't have more bad games when he's playing so infrequently. Right. Um, But I think he's been, you know, really important for us through this period. And uh, you know, when, when Mickey's back, at least if we don't, if disaster strikes and we don't sign a fucking center back in January, I think that at least if the more injury-prone centre-back out of mm. Romero or Mickey, likely to be Mickey at this point, gets injured again between now and the end of the season, then we can call on him to come in. Yeah, so we... Again, it, it's the, it's something... and again, Right. This isn't
1: a solution, uh, like a permanent solution, right? Sometimes when you have adversity and things happen and people go, ah! They start screaming, oh, what are we going to do? It's all burning down. It's not... Because, A, you've got Postacoglu there, you've got someone new who looks at things differently and players react to him differently to previous managers. He can find a solution within where, where you don't perhaps expect to find that solution. Football fans very fickle and they're very set in their ways and they all, we all think we're right and then we're always wrong and then we just pretend we weren't wrong, and we move on. Managers are actually doing things that matter. Players are doing things that matter. Some are not good enough, fair enough. But sometimes, as in this scenario, Postacoglu was showing us there was a solution there. Obviously, ideally, we'd have more centre backs that we can choose from, right? So, but credit where it's due to the, the manager and the player. And mm. obviously, it just again the, the 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 emotional implosion at Chelsea has pro- probably just accelerated the necessity to get things done. Not, not, not just quickly like January. Quickly get everyone in in January because that that probably won't happen. January, ideally, which we will talk about on the Patreon part. January, January is a what centre back, um, a number six and a forward. I, 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 I would say we'd get two out of three, a centre back, and a number six. Hold that thought. We we we're talk, we we're talk about that on on the Patreon part because it's probably. Yeah. A fair conversation to be had but my point being is we as a as a club we need to we need to be looking at what's happening with this exaggerated um not exaggerated we got stretched in one game for the next five six games whereas we thought we were going to get stretched over the course of the season so the club have to react to that they have to be aggressive something that, that we know they're not very good at and they need to do it at the beginning of the January window, this is going to be, this is going to be something that will eat Twitter and and the fan base alive. Because Posta Coglu said in a press conference, it's got to be done early doors. Now, is that Posta Coglu echoing what the club are going to do? Or is that a little warning shot? Because if it's the latter and we don't get someone in early, fucking hell, January is going to just start in a blaze. So, we we'll we get to that and we will discuss that in a second. Just to finish the the normal pod, the free pod available on all podcast apps. Obviously, because you're listening to it now, um, Everton this weekend. Are you worried about Everton in the same way that you might be a little bit worried about Forest? Like incredibly physical side. Um, you know uh, they're they're very dangerous from set pieces. Um, they're very bullish. They've got something about them at the mi- at the minute. I mean, they're winning games. They're just even with the 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 minus ten points. They're away from the relegation zone. They're not someone to to be dismissed. Spurs absolutely brilliant away from home, by the way. Top of the Premier League away table, which just shows us just shows how good Spurs are in terms of spirit and togetherness and and the rest of it. But Mm. at home, we've had a few. You know, the games we've lost at home is because of us. We have. And I know other clubs are gonna go, Well what do you mean? We just turned up and done our job. You Yes, but Spurs probably could have won all those games and we'd be top now. I mean, mm. what a fantasy that is. But it's not a mad thing to say. Uh, Everton going to uh ruin, you know, um our festive mood.
0: I think it's gonna be a really tough game. They've won their last four on the bounce away, so they're no slouches Wolf. on the road at the moment either. Yeah. And yeah. those wins are against West Ham, Palace. Forest as well and Burnley. So they're not, not all of them are the toughest of games. Like they've also beaten Chelsea at home. They've smashed Newcastle at home. Mm-hmm. They've, they've, they've got a draw with Brighton. You know, so they've, they've got some fair, they're on a decent run at the moment Everton. I think they're, they're finally starting to kind of play in that. It's it's almost like Dice when he had, when he was at Burnley, but he's got better players, right? Like he's got a better set of players here than what he had at Burnley. Um, I think set pieces, especially. I think they're top scorers, we with, with something like, I think it's ten goals this season from set pieces. I want to say, so Dominic Calvert Lewin from set pieces, real threat there, and obviously possibly the likes of I don't know Keane and, other, and others and and Anana. So we're and we're pretty vulnerable at set pieces. So that's my yeah, that's my worry. Yeah. I say, um, you know because of the players that we're going to be missing for this game again now, annoyingly, I don't think that we can win the midfield battle if we try to make Oof. it physical. Mate, what are you um, doing? You're meant to be keeping me up. Well, I'm just trying to... Well, let's, let's look at it sort of like section all by right, section. Right, so the midfield, the, no, the, 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 midfield, the midfield battle, who are we likely to have? We're going to have Hoybjerg, Saar, and you've almost got to pray the Celso's fit. I've got a feeling he won't be. So what are you doing? Are you then playing... Kulisevsky there and chucking Brian uh, and and chucking uh, Johnson back out on the right wing and having Son and Richardson up top. I think that's right. probably what's ideal. Hoybjerg yep. so- with Hoybjerg as the six maybe. Um, if you can't do um, if you can't do that for let's say I don't know whatever reason let's say Brennan Johnson can't start because of his stitches in his head or something like that, then you have got to go Kulisevsky out wide or Brian Hill out wide and you've got to bring someone like Skip in. It's just it's going to be a bit of a a mess that one so let's hope that the only change in the starting 11 outside of Udogi is um Hoibio coming in for Bisuma, and then the rest can kind of stay where it is so it's not too disrupted and we don't lose too much of that kind of you know attacking force if you like Um I think that the good thing is is that at home at the moment I think we're starting to get a bit more thrust from the crowd like, I was really impressed with us against Newcastle for instance I thought we were like phenomenal and I thought Saar was just unbelievable and then yes yeah. really I thought he was really sloppy against Forrest so let's just hope that home sort of like comfort can kind of give us what we need there hmm. um but Richardson's going to be bang up for it as well like he, the last time he played against Everton at home he got fucking injured so let's hope that's not an omen for what comes next right <laughs> but oh he's gonna he's, he's gonna be desperate to score against them um and, and and I mean, I, didn't, I don't know if you saw this, actually. It was a thread. It was that this was at the time of the end of the Forest game. So there's been other games that have happened and other goal scorers since then. Um was a thread and it was players Richardson has scored more goals than this than this season so far. Have you seen this? No, no, I haven't. No, okay. So let me name a few of these for you. I'll just name all of them. So it doesn't take long. Um, <laughs> G- Gabriel Jesus, Gabriel, Mar- Gabriel Martinelli, Marcus Rashford, Kai Havertz, Doku, Julian Alvarez, Bruno Fernandez, Anthony, Hoyand, or however you say his name, Phil Foden, Nunez, Sabozlai, um, and Mikael Antonio. That one was a bit of a parody one, but like, they're the players that he scored and at this point. I think a lot of them are level with him now, <laughs> ironically. Um, but that, that's the thing, he's not actually having a bad season. Like and now, if he's hitting some form, we can be really excited about how many goals yeah. he can get to. So like... with
1: Richie, it's it's a case that you want to see the, the 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 reason we bought him this kind of disruptive force of nature, like just annoying defenders and running into space and just pulling defenders from left to right and just being an absolute nuisance. Mm. You know, and I expect he does that to be really up for well. this
0: game. I expect him to be up for this game in the same way that he was well up for that Champions League debut game that he had against Marseille at home where he got a brace and was yeah. just really good that night. You know, you could tell that he was, just li- he, he was desperate to play well that night. And I think this will be another one of those games uh, for him on a personal level. So, I think we'll win. I just think it'll be... I don't think it'll be routine like Newcastle was. Because Newcastle are a That's different animal right now for obvious reasons, right? So um yeah i think i think will we'll win
1: just get get it done early tottenham get it done in the
0: first half score that second goal because it's um, it's going 2-0 up for us at the moment yeah. isn't it like if we go 2-0 up we can relax a bit more whereas mm. if we kind of go 1-0 up and the the other team scores next i'm not 100% confident we can then go on to win right now it's
1: just wild it's just wild i mean we'll end on this but it's just wild that that we went from just pulling victories out of impossible scenarios to to bossing games and then just not winning them at home. <laughs> and, and it's like at home is where it's just this cauldron of, you know, just noise and support and togetherness. And it's just this, you know, it's an advert um, for what Tottenham are now, just as a club. Like everyone's kind of synced into what we want to become. And yet we just wobble a little bit too much. So... Um, what I will probably do, I'll be back. Um, I'm not gonna ask anyone to jump on and do a podcast over the Christmas period, but I will probably do a little solo podcast post, um, Everton. Um, anyway, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. If you want to continue listening to this, um, go to patreon.com forward slash spooky in purgatory. We're going to talk, uh, a little bit about the January window heroes and villains, And why is Gary Neville such a massive knob? Merry Christmas, everyone. Catch you on the other side. Oh, Happy New Year as well.